Testing, testing. End of a species is live. Live, recorded. But, like, live right now. It's still recorded. No one's listening to us right now except each other and, yeah, your, we're, and your dogs. Yeah, so I'm live to me. Yeah, I'll go with that. We're live to, to me. But recorded to all of you guys. How's it going? Welcome back to the End of a Species podcast. And or YouTube if we're doing like little clips for you guys to see the uh, the best of or... You could also just post the whole thing. They're they're good about that now. I think the metric is is like an hour. Word. We're about to talk for like seven hours right now. And you guys are going to enjoy it. <laughs> because that's how we roll. But today we wanted to uh, kind of talk about a hobby that we have. Um... As far as something that we've been doing for about a, about a year, close to a year. About a take, year. About a year. Our first game um, wasn't until like January of this year, but like we're, we're coming up on 10 months, so. I'll take it. Yeah, so for, for close to a year, uh, we've been doing some D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, going through and uh, going through quests. And... Killing Kill, things, killing yeah. bad guys, rolling d twenties, mm-hmm. and other and others. There's you know there's like seven different dice to cursing each other out when it lands on a one. <clears throat> well, you have no one to blame but the gods at that point, or that you know, Adam has this shirt that he wears that literally has a d twenty landing on a one, but it's and, a joke. Uh, I blame it on the shirt, but we wanted to kind of go over. You know, D and D has made a resurgence in the last couple it's of years. Huge now, yeah, it's it's this uh, phenomenon. If you do not play D and D, then I don't know something's wrong with you. But um, because of this tremendous resurgence, this rise in popularity, uh, there are, you know shows like Critical Role that you're really into. I've um, uh, that's that's where I first picked it up. Well, I first picked it up on like a special that. Some people from it did, but like it was actually sponsored by World of Warcraft by Blizzard Entertainment when they had their release of their last expansion. And uh, um, what was his name? I can't remember. I think it's safe to say that all RPGs are kind of gateway drugs back to D and D, and D and D kind of leads well, to all RPGs in some way. Well, I mean, we've all. I, I think I've shown you some of the artwork and styles and and like. Attacks and negative effects, like everyone steals from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So um, like the what well, I can't remember what it was in Final Fantasy, but like you mentioned, is like oh, it's this thing. It does bad, uh, an attack called Bad Breath, and it gives yeah, you the Marlboro. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you mean it? Does it look kind of like this? And I show you a beholder, and it does like petrification, yeah. poison, like you know, disintegration, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So it. <laughs> It's it's safe to say that um, you just call it something different for copyright reasons. Yeah, sure. Um, although I for, I get the sense that um, Wizards of the Coast is not very litigious when it comes to that thing. Like they want more people doing something related to because it'll lead back to maybe I don't know. Well, they, they're probably not propagated. Well, the, there was a whole thing um, because uh, I can't remember what it what the specifics was but like they're not allowed to use the word hobbit 
like Dungeons & Dragons is not allowed to use the word hobbit, even though they have a race called a halfling, which is also used in Lord of the Rings, but the Tolkien estate has dibs on the word hobbit. So they actually had to call them something else, even though, like, I think in first edition they actually called them hobbits. That's... And then they got sued over it. So, like, well, there's, a whole, there's a whole thing about it. But, like, you know, everyone steal, kind of steals from everyone else. But you have some main staples, but, like, there, a lot of people steal a lot of stuff from Dungeons & Dragons. Wizards of the Coast, and it's it's like, which is also a subsidiary of Hasbro. So It's like all. slick Rick lines. Every time you listen to rap music, you come across a slip, slick Rick line or a Biggie line. But um, you you actually got me into it. Um, you got me into World of Warcraft first, so I played that for a little bit. I want to say like three months, a, f- a few months, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then you got into you were researching Dungeons and Dragons. You uh, told me about it. We got together a campaign. You're our DM. Which you do, in my opinion, an awesome job. I do um, all right. And I'm still looking up stuff at the table. Like, how does this? Or I'm like, I don't know how that works. Let me find out. Like, well, what do you mean fall damage? And I'm like, oh, I was like, I don't know. How much does that weigh? <laughs> <laughs> well, so. to be fair, I, I've seen that. Like, I've seen experienced DMs do that. Like when I'm watching them. But I think that's the that's kind of the point of what we want to talk about is that you know it, it can be kind of even though. It's uh, daunting. Yeah. Um, like, I originally, when I told, was talking to my wife about starting this up, and she was like, whatever you want to do, you know, be nice about stuff, and, you know, I'll support you in whatever you want to do, sweetie, kind of a thing. And I was like, all right, well, that's just the generic wife answer. She didn't, she's kind of rolling her eyes and doesn't really care. But, like, she she's now playing with us. And in talking to her about stuff that happens, like, at the table, like, she'll get into it. She'll be like, oh, I yeah. can't believe the way he acted and whatever, and, Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, but there's 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 a lot to it, and a lot of people don't know where to start or whatever, and they've seen stuff happening, and like getting into it is there's just so much. There's books, there's versions like, you know, you have you know third edition Pathfinder, you know fifth edition. Then there's like different ones based on like this one's in space and this one's in. The, I mean, like they're all not they're not all the same. You know coming from Wizards of the Coast, but, like, they're all built on similar rules and sets of stuff. I think the, even though this version, from what I understand, is the easiest one to get into, the barrier to entry is still, it's still a little intimidating when you see people that know exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it, they're very confident about the storyline, where they want their campaign to go, people jump in with a character and they're like, my character does this. And they're okay, win, lose, or draw <clears throat> to carry that character to whatever it does. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about how you as a, a muggle, an, an uninitiated... <laughs> am I going to get sued? A, non, JK, a non-magic person. J.K. Rowling, don't sue me. But a, a, but a, a non-currently playing D&D person to jump into D&D and kind of have fun, right? And I think the first thing that you need... Um, is a DM that's into it, that's willing to make... I mean, you said it's daunting. For me, it's it's as daunting as the task that you give me to do. Like, hey, I need a backstory for this thing. Or I need you to br- uh, tell me the color that you want this to... Or what do you want to use for... You just leveled up and you got this spell, and it gives you this character. What do you want that to be? 
But for you, it's a completely different story. Like, well, I've I've taken I've taken the 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 long difficult road, the one that's the the I I would say it's probably the preferred travel method, but like also it's it's the more expensive and you know you know time-consuming method, which is like I'm doing maps and miniatures and painting and, you know, learning rules, and I'm learning rules for all you, and I'm writing a completely <laughs> from almost from scratch storyline. Like, I'm using a lot of stuff from another media, but like I'm building a lot of concepts and characters and and how everything's interacting and trying to go through timelines of like you guys are doing this thing, but other people are out doing other stuff to kind of, like, battle against you and, you know, trying to keep days in check and whatever. And, like, that's that's a more difficult way to go, but, like, I dove head first into it. Mm-hmm. The easier way to do is to, like, first off, theater the mind. Like, having to, like, miniatures and maps and, like, you know, physical representations are nice, um... And they're fun, but, like, you don't need any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can go through and play the entire thing, like, just describing persons and places and locations or whatever, and just, it's all in your head. I think the first few sessions we had, we had, like, you know, things that kind of looked like the thing we wanted it to look like. And right. And now we have whole, almost Hollywood set pieces. Well, that I don't know about Hollywood set pieces, but I'm, I'm, I have watched probably... I uh, I would probably say sixty plus hours of how to paint miniatures and terrain and how to build stuff and so on and so forth going and and bought things to to build like I have a whole set of things that I want to do once I get past like a certain number of miniatures that I've got sitting on my on my work table to get painted and then once I get into that then we're getting into like that's when you're going to start seeing the maps and stuff scale up with, like, trees and, like, you know, the ground rises and falls and, like, oh, like, this is on a hill and you can tell it's on a hill because it's slanted and, like, a whole nine, so, like... It's October 20th and you just messaged me a picture of Santa Claus. (laughs) Well, I know I've got a long time because I'm writing a a Christmas-specific, you know... Dungeons and Dragons campaign, but it's gonna. But the idea behind that is that people come into town and hang out and whatever, and like people are always looking for something to do and instead of sitting around watching damn TV, you know, something, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas. I'm like, how about we play a game? I'm like, oh yeah, let's play a game. And I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna have, you know, a storyline set up. We'll play the same story every Christmas. I can just lock it away in a box and be like, this is the store, the Christmas box for Dungeons and Dragons. And then like I'm gonna have like. Six character sheets for, like, everyone gets to pick. You don't make a character. You don't have to go through the whole process. But you'll have a character sheet, and then, like, I'll have a miniature for you, and, like, you'll have a map and stuff, and, like, everyone can kind of sit and play. And hopefully it's a game that takes two and a half to three hours, and then, you know, everyone can be like, oh, that was great. And then, or they'll say, wow, that was really dumb and boring. <laughs> and then they don't have to come back, though. So Well, <clears throat> to to bring it back... That kind of tells you, like, if you have a DM that's really into it and that wants to make the commitment to make it a fun game, <clears throat> um, research everything and um, just the DM makes 
the world either enjoyable or boring. So well, I would say I would I would counter that because like I've built a world, like I've built a sandbox for everyone to come play in, and then like the people that come play in it, if they like they can make it as much as that they want, like but you know depending on like it's it's kind of easier for you guys in the story that your guys are that you're playing because. I've kind of let you run free and do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Like I've set I've set stuff up that like no matter where you go, you can you're going to find something to do. But also you know, if you if I set this, you know, set of goals in front of you that people are asking you to do and tasks that people are asking you to accomplish and you were like, "Tell this, I'm out. Like we're going west or east or <laughs> north, south, whatever." And like this place can burn. We don't give a shit. You're out. Then that's the, a completely different thing, and that's like that's your prerogative if you want to do that. But I hopefully I've given enough incentive to everyone involved that they want to keep going on the path um, that they want. And also I feel that you know it'll be a lot harder on me <laughs> if everyone just like picked a direction and was like, "Nope, that's where we're going." Like whatever your story is, bye. Um, but anyway, getting back to like getting into it. Um, you have to you have to make this the choice like I made the choice of like I wanted to play and I wanted to play with my friends and you know I was the one that knew the most about it so I took the reins of being the dungeon master to kind of like run everything and teach people rules and keep you know track of everything and doing doing all the heavy lifting but like if you want to just play like you have to find a game shop or, well, there's also other media. There's uh, uh, virtual tabletops that you can go to and find people on there that are looking to play and um, other things. But, like, you have Just to kind on of a like, side note, I heard you say game shop, and it is incumbent on me to say that this episode is brought to you by, <clears throat> by Fuck GameStop. Fuck GameStop. <laughs> Um, sorry but, about that. Anyway. But, but which, is, which is not a purveyor of fine Dungeons & Dragons... Or other tabletop RPG systems. There you go. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a game shop that's not in our town, but it's like the next town up, and we come across. I, I go to that one, and like there's they've got a bulletin board of like people looking for games. Like, look, I'm looking to run this and talk to these people and do this kind of thing with this version of of Dungeons and Dragons or Starfinder or whatever, um, and you know, I want to meet every Wednesday or Thursday between six and, you know, six and seven, you know, and play for like two hours. You know, this is my email address. You know, let me know. And people are looking to play because playing is, you know, meeting new people and playing is fun. And, you know, you might develop some good relationships off of those those people. Yeah. Um, if you find a game that's already set, that's probably kind of like... Especially if it's a good game. It's kind of like hitting the lotto. Because, I mean, for me, all told, I've spent less than 100 bucks um, yeah. jumping. I mean, aside from, like, food and stuff. But, like, on actual stuff to play D&D, it's been less than 100 bucks. Um, well, it's like, it's like a set of dice, like a box to carry your dice and miniature in, and then, like, a character sheet, which I think you get free off the internet. And I think you, bu you, bought, you bought the starter deck. Yeah, the starter box or whatever, but I don't think you've touched it. No, no um, so. and I did buy like the the spell cards, 
Oh yeah, the spell shards. Yeah. All all together. I mean, all together. It's it's not a lot. But uh, well, what you're what you've listed as is probably like fifty bucks, maybe if that. And you know, and you don't even need that much to get into it. Like you really need like, like I would usually suggest people pick up the manual, the player's handbook, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, if you buy it, if you buy it, support your support support your local game shop. But like, if you buy it from them, it's like forty to fifty dollars. But if you buy it on like Amazon, then it's like twenty five. It's like half almost. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I would usually say like the player's handbook and a set of dice and then like, you need like paper and then like, that's like it. Cause like, depending on how busy and difficult and complex your game is, like you need to take notes, but like just everyone. And if you don't want to use paper, grab your phone, open the notes app and start writing yeah. crap. You know, like everyone, everyone has a phone. It, unless you're Amish, <laughs> but then you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons either because that's the devil. Yeah. Um, but Suffice it to say, on the on the DM side, it's a lot of work. On the player side, it's as much work as you want it to be, right? But you really, a DM can make a really fun world, or can make a really boring world. But it's it's not it's not gonna be fun unless you make it fun. So you you go in, let yourself go, go. Uh, you know, it's role playing. And you are not, not yourself. Don't go in as yourself. Go in as whoever. You know, Trothak, the shark puncher. Yeah. And, like, you're that's the guy you are. <laughs> and I'm going to give you an example. Like, I don't drink. Uh, barely. If, like, the minimum. Social drinking is a lot for me. But the character I play in our campaign is a lush. <laughs> and has gone through trials and tribulations with that. Like, so sometimes... My character drinks a lot. Sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes he acts accordingly because of his drinking or lack thereof. And I get to be that person. So I, I play um, a hill dwarf that's also a light cleric and has had stuff happen in his backstory that affects the current story. And it's fun to have that happen. It's fun to be thinking through what would my character do in this situation. Not what me, Jeff, would do. What would my character be doing when faced with this, given the backstory that I have? And you can kind of do stuff. It's, it's, it's different from, like, picking up Witcher and, you know, saying, well, I'm going to do my side quests in this order because that's the best way for me to finish the game faster or however you want to play it. Um, right. This is actually, like, you can pretty much do what you want as long as your DM allows it. And, um, and a good DM will... A, a good I, w I would say this because of people that I've talked to and people that I've watched play and then people that I've seen play online and whatever a good DM will say yes but <laughs> um, for something crazy or wacky or whatever that you want to do but they won't limit your imagination like if what you, they're asking to do unless it breaks a rule or <clears throat> they're using something that's like that like I want to cast this spell to make this thing you know explode into a million pieces and then like send out like shards and kill everyone and I'm like well you know that's not what that spell is intended to do but like you know maybe maybe I can you know work with you of like well if you spend like if you go up a spell slot and then <clears throat> cast that and then do it that way. We'll roll to see what happens and how much damage it does. Like, you, like say, the, you, you give a caveat to a lot of stuff. Because the DM allows you to do anything you want and only puts the limits of, like, the physics of the world. Like, 
just like in in real life, if I wanted to climb up the side of my house without a ladder and land on the roof like Spider Man, the physics are gonna tell me, well, I'm yeah. Just, are you agile enough to do that? And yeah. if you're not, then what's going to happen? And that's similar to that in that, like, hey, I'd like to jump over this dude and land on his back and kick him in the back of the head. Okay, well, roll a something check. Or usually like an acrobat. That would be like an acrobatics. And, or, 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 or whatever. And if you, if you can do it, then, well, there you go. Yeah. And, you know, your, your stats will also limit you based on that. So it's, it's, it's in-depth, but it's, it's in-depth, but it's simple at the same time. Which I think most really good sim- systems are. Well, that's that's the thing is the system is set up to allow a lot of different things to happen. They have a lot of ground rules for things, and then based on what you're asking, you can do basically whatever you want. Like now, some people are like, "Well, I want to jump over the house," and I'm like, "Well, you're six foot, and the house is you know twenty five feet tall." You know, it's 40 feet from where you're getting to get to the other side. Like, that's going to be a series of things that you're going to have to do. You can't just jump over just because that's, you know, even though we're living in a place with, like, magic and dragons and whatever, like, there's a limit to, like, you're just some guy, you know? We're not all, like, omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful beings. Yeah, so... You know, you've got to, like, well, like, I can, I'm like, I'll, I'll be willing to get you there and do what you're wanting to do, but it's not going to happen. Like, I'm going to have to have you, like, climb one side and then leap over this and then, you know, there's stuff involved. But The other thing I would say is be, be okay with being, like, if you're, if you're not a DM and you're playing as a character, be okay with vulnerability. Um, be willing to put yourself in... Uh, harm's way and be okay with that or to embrace the weaknesses that your character has because that actually makes it more fun um two of the characters like in our campaign in the very first session had a moment where one of the characters went to zero hp and the other character went and helped them and it wasn't even anything other than the motivation of the character that did the helping was just want to it was me i just want to go get a drink but i don't want <laughs> questions asked about somebody dying on this field so that's going to stop me from drinking but that formed a bond right and like at the same time you know you you can kind of see that play out in the way that your encounters in the in the in the in the world happen so you might see characters that acknowledge things that have happened, that things that you've done, things that um, have happened to you, as opposed to just saying, I'm mad that I can't just brute force my way through the game or whatever. Um, It's okay that you can't do everything. You can't, like, convince everybody to do your bidding and just hit everybody one time and they fall down or throw spells all around you know that well you still uh, you're still living in a society of rules and laws and things that have been set up for to protect the common folk which if you're playing a character in this you're not a common person like you've been you know anointed by you know fate or destiny or whatever to go and do a thing somewhere or and maybe you i mean i 
I think there are some sessions where your character is very short-lived and maybe that's that's the beauty of it like you walk in you do a couple of things and and then somebody hits you in the head and you're dead and if you have permadeath then that character lasted for one session but you know you record what they did and either you create a new character or whatever but if uh if every single role was a 20 the game would be boring yeah and sometimes when you have something that Somebody wants to do, or somebody tries to do something, and it and it works, and it's but it's it was harebrained, but it, and it worked. You're like, wow, remember that time that we did this? Yeah. But even then, like sometimes the opposite is equally as entertaining or more entertaining. I was like, hey, remember when we tried to do that and we failed miserably? Mm-hmm. Like we tried to use you know a rope to swing over this ledge and you know throw it back to each other or whatever and the very first person that took along like the you know they swung the rope broke and then they just fell and then they like kind of did that bugs bunny down the hill kind of a thing and tumbled <laughs> you know they're not dead <laughs> but it was a major setback and we all laughed about it and had a good time and yeah, that's I mean, and that's what the whole game is about is just like telling a story you know of adventure with your friends without really having to leave the house at all I'm not going to explain much of this, but my character has had a uh, a run where uh, all I, all I wanted to do was cast Sacred Flame because it's a cantrip, doesn't cost me anything, um, but I have a spell DC of fourteen, and a dexterity check against that is it a dexterity check? Yes, yeah, a dexterity check for is, for Sacred is Flame is like very easy, especially if you get bad rolls from your enemies. Yeah, and there was a a. A run of time where it was like Sacred Flame, it does nothing. Sacred yeah. Flame, it does nothing. But then when Sacred Flame does do something cool, mm-hmm. like much later, like maybe I, I think I gave up on using it for a while. Well, like as you've grown and leveled, like you're finding like new stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, ooh, thing. I can hit somebody with this. I'm like, okay, so then oh, you start great. using the other the other stuff. But so. if I, you know, in the moment that you do pull it out and it and it does like, oh, this did the thing that you wanted it to do, and it killed a guy. And you're like, oh, all right, cool, the bad guy's dead. As opposed to like every single time, oh, yeah. I'm gonna do, you know, two d six of damage every single time. It's it's kind of boring. Yeah. Um. So, and it also makes you appreciate your turns. It's not just like button mashing in a video game where it's like I'm just swinging my sword, and if I miss three times, but I hit you fifty times because I mash the button yeah because you, you just kept swinging yeah you don't and even there's know no penalty for continuing the swing yeah um and turns come at a premium because i'm going to do my action then i'm going to do my bonus action and i'm going to do my movement maybe not in that order but then i'm sitting there and there are seven like in the last session we had there are four people on the outskirts just shooting at you every single time you finish a turn if you did nothing you're like oh crap yeah yeah, you guys you guys were surrounded. Like as a little little insight, it was like basically the undead rose up around you and like you had some people some some monsters that were right up in your face, but you also had some archers that were on the outskirts just kind of firing in and you know, you needed to to handle everything like either quickly or, or what, but um it was intense. And but like it like you know, spoiler, like, everyone made it out victorious, you know, um, but, like, you went down a couple times. Yeah. And, like, you know, 
you guys had just recently been shopping and bought a bunch of potions, and I think a they're number all gone. I think a number of you are out. So they're all they're all jacked. Peace out. Um, but it makes you appreciate it more, and then you know you also start seeing that like once you get rid of the strongest, like you start. We, we I think we started with some of the stronger. You guys did start with the strong. You did start attacking some of the stronger guys, which is one way of thinking it. You get rid of rid of the like heavy like heavy attackers that hit heavy and have like special abilities and then you just have to worry about like the little ones that have like one attack and it's a basic you know it's a bow or a club or whatever and then it's like okay we can mop up but the other way of thinking about that is is like get rid of those little guys first because all they're doing is pissing you off (laughs) yeah clear the little guys and then you can folk everyone can kind of like turn and like hammer the big guy so and you don't and you never like when we had and this is again this is Kind of narration. It's anecdotal. It could go either way, but in that this is this was in our last session. Um, while the the stronger nuclear in the center enemies were in, we were engaged with them. There were four undead enemies on the outside that kept firing, and every single shot of theirs seemed to hit. Yeah, for for a bit. It was, towards, it was towards the end where it was like once everyone the, yeah. once break the, up. Then they were then they were missing a little bit. So, but one, yeah, once the once the big guys that's went dice down, too. that's the bit, dice too. The dice were rolling really well for me, yeah. and that whole thing when I was rolling stuff, everyone was rolling really well in the beginning. And like once once some of the bigger guys in the middle started falling down, I was like, oh, these arrow guys are not hitting anymore. Like I'm like, oh, that's a three. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's Blink. not. I. Uh, yeah, you you could have caught that. That one's moving so slow, you could have caught it out of the air. <laughs> oh, I should have tried that. See, but that's a that's well. A that's thing. actually that's a monk thing. ability. Monks actually get that ability called uh, missile snare. So, oh well, there you go. So, so that, that's something to maybe try in another character or something. But mm-hmm. but yeah. So the, the I think the main point is, if you've seen a YouTube video, or you've seen. Or you've heard of, you know, you have friends that have played D&D or you used to play D&D and you hear a lot about it now. Don't be intimidated by going back into it. Um, some of the pitfalls that we've had is, it's, you know, for us, everybody in our group has day jobs, very daunting ones. We work a lot of hours. So sometimes it's difficult for us to get time to, to get a session in. But yeah. And then, and then you also have, you know, everyone's lives around you. Like, you know, you know, people are getting married or taking vacation or like they've got like, uh, what was it? He had, he had like a job thing he had to go to out of state, like get a yeah. assignment for a job fair or symposium or some stuff. Yeah. They had to go to and, you know, or, or, you know. Like some people like have like they're on call like you know like they come they come home and then like if it's, you know something goes bad at work they they get a phone call so like in the middle of what we're doing we have to take a pause for for someone that has to take a phone call from work and you got to do what you got to do and I mean and that's okay because yeah it's, it it happens and if you're all friends you can all kind of understand and get and get beyond you know behind that but i think the point is that it's different from when you see people like if you actually play it it's different from when you see people live streaming it where they you know they're getting paid sometimes you know in some cases that that, that's their their livelihood which is fine and they're very entertaining at it you're not gonna you're not gonna have a punchline every 10 minutes you know when you play you're just gonna have fun so if you have to pause every little bit you can if it takes you a few weeks before you have another session 
that's cool too. You're not going to have like five hours of uninterrupted playtime with a perfect narrator in the background saying, okay, and now this happens, and an audience watching you. So it's, um, it is fun. Um, it improves social interaction. Um, if you do reach out to people that you don't know, like if you go to, obviously you want to do it safely, but you never know, you can meet some really cool people that uh, share like interests to you, especially because D&D is so um, customizable, I guess is the term. Um, yeah, you can you can get it to fit into a lot of diff- different scenarios. So like I've seen people take the, the exact same rule set and just skin it with something else. Like, oh, we're going to, like, like what I'm doing with it is basic for Christmas is I'm basically skinning, you know, a bunch of stuff over with that D and D has with Santa's workshop and you know whatever like there's there's a just a, a wrapping you, you just call it something else or you name it something else or whatever and you can do whatever you need to do. So if there's a fringe type IP, some sci-fi thing that you're into or whatever, some sort of thing that you like that you think hey nobody else likes, go to a go to a spot and see if you might find like the other five people in the world that. Are, you know, or the, it's like, the yeah, we're going to radius that love that thing. And now you have people you could talk about it with. And, and then you just go through the game and like, like, okay, well, we're going to put this in space. So all the, all like ships are actually spaceships, you know, crossbows are, you know, blasters and, you know, you know, short swords and daggers are like laser swords and whatever, like you just wrap whatever you want to wrap around it. So yeah, perfect. Um, the, the, the precedent, though, is that, like, if you've ever watched anything on TV or YouTube or Twitch or whatever of these people playing this game, don't expect to, like, walk in and it magically work like that. There's people that are, like, that is, you know, they're getting paid for that. It's their job. You know, they're there to host a show. They're trying to, you know, they have production value and, like you know, assistance, like they're sitting at a table and someone brings them a coffee who's not involved in the game because they're like an assistant or they're an intern or whatever and they're bringing them other stuff. Like, you know, somebody's out there and like, as far as for like big names out there, like Joe Manganiello, who's married to Sofia Vergara, like he's got a Dungeons and Dragons cave. Like, he's got, like, he has a basement that was basically a wine cellar that he's now turned, and it's covered in, like, books and miniatures and a table where he, him and his friends come and play. But, like, he's played live on TV with a number of different shows. And, like, it's very all well done and production value with lighting and all. It's not going to be like that. No. <laughs> you know, some, some guy who's hanging out in a game store wanting to do stuff is not... You know Charles Dickens or J.R.R. Tolkien or uh, George R.R. R. Martin or whatever. They're not writing the next American, you know, fantasy, fantasy novel yeah. or whatever. Like you know, sometimes you know they just want to run a module that someone put out in a book and like they're doing it the best they can. And you know that's good. You know, not everyone's gonna have character voices and painted miniatures and you know foam terrain that's built to scale and like sometimes it's just go and like you sit and talk like not our last game but the game before our game our game the session before was basically a quest turn in and a shopping trip 
there were no miniatures. There and was it was no... like a good three hours of... Yeah, it was a good three hours of talking and getting backstory and finding out what you're going to do and talking to guards and talking to, you know, military personnel and talking to, you know, priests and mages and trying to figure out what's going on and everything. Like, but, I mean, you need some of that. Like, the, different games go for different things. Some, some... I will say some of the most enjoyable moments to me are when we're in town... And I'm like, I would like to get that thing, and then you hand me a card, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this thing does what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get to slice some stuff up. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool, because in reality, again, just like in real life, you get something, like, in that session that Adam's talking, to, talking about, um, I got a sword that is arcane and has all this cool stuff. But in actual use, if you roll a die and it doesn't if do it the thing, yeah. then it's useless. It doesn't do anything. So the 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 you're always going to have more fun reading the card and going, wow, I, I could potentially do all this <laughs> stuff with it. And maybe it eventually will reach that potential. But, you know, the the there's always the physics of the game that's going to, you know. So for me... Getting a thing and getting loot and looking at new equipment is is always a ton of fun. Yeah. But some people want to have, like, a big, long, complicated story arc with very, you know, political interactions. You know, episode Star Wars episodes 1, 2, and 3 where lots of stuff are happening in the Senate and there's travel and, like, intrigue oh, and whatever. we're that in another episode. But, but like, other people want the, like, Diablo, kill shit, get loot kind of stuff. Where, like, you go into a dungeon, and then, like, there's, like, oh, there's this many rooms, and I know there's this many monsters, and, like, at the end, I get a, a chest full of fun, interesting stuff. And then they go through and do that, and then once they're done, they're like, all right, see you next week, and they're out. Like... They like they could they could very well be playing the same character and they just put a different color skin on it and then like oh that's the next campaign is like it's the same guy but like instead of being a human he's an orc or he's a elf or dwarf or whatever. whatever. But he's just like I like I like to have a big axe and I like to hit stuff really hard and it dies and that's but that's the way they want to play their game and that's fine. Yeah, you know, go in but like when and this is the other thing is like when you're joining a game, it's important to like kind of. Before you sit down at the table with everyone and something's in progress, uh, it's referred to as a session zero, where it's like, you know, you meet beforehand, you kind of talk about what the game's going to be like, what's expected of everyone, kind of lay some ground rules, see grab if you get some to like, snacks. grab some snacks, see what everyone's like or how everyone interacts, and if you all get along, and then if you do, great, then the game can continue. But, you know, you, not everyone's going to get along. Sometimes you have to ask people to leave a game. Sometimes, you know, it's, it gets, it gets difficult, you know, dealing with, you know, some person who's just not willing to participate or, you know, causes, causes, you know, gets in fights with people at the table or whatever. Like sometimes, you know, like, Hey, like, Hey, we're here for us all to have a good time. Especially if you're dealing with people you don't know. You know yeah. Especially like random new people, like you have to get to know and trust and enjoy people. The same way, like, if you're out adventuring and you find a guy tied to a tree and they're like, hey, come on our adventuring party. And then, like, oh, like, in the middle of the night, he stole all of our stuff and hightailed it. Like, oh, that was a bad choice to <laughs> bring him into our group and let him take watch. <laughs> like, don't pick up hitchhikers. Don't, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you have to vet them. Or, like, you know, it's like, look, 
there was a reason you were tied to that tree. So while like we're gonna take watch, you're gonna sleep, but we're you're gonna be tied up. So yeah, it's just we don't trust you yet. <laughs> Overall, I think the the main point is don't be intimidated by D and D. I mean, obviously approach it realistically, but it can be a ton of fun, um, and it's not that hard to get into. Um, it's pretty easy to learn. And there is no really like mastering it, you know. Like they they say some games are, you know, you can pick it up right away, but it takes a lifetime to master. D and D is not one of those things. D and D is something that you're conti- consistently learning, consistently experiencing, and, and you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah, especially because like on my side, like I feel that like I've learned a lot of rules. But then someone will ask me like, well, if I want to do this, how do I do it? And I'm like, well, I. I, I let me see if there's anything referencing that in the book, and then I have to go and learn something. So, because because the human imagination can put so much out there, giving the information that it's got, it might ask you to do something wacky, but that's okay because it can be it could turn out being a really great time. Awesome. So I think that wraps it up for this session. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, feel free to send them our way. Especially around D and uh, we're we're both pretty. Um, passionate about the game we we have a lot of fun doing it um so we really think that uh more people even though it's super popular we really think more people should uh, give it a shot yeah and if you have any questions i'm i'm be happy to answer some um also as maybe as far as a poll like would you like to hear one of our sessions recorded or not that might be interesting. Yeah, a session recorded or a nar- narration of a previous session. Yeah, I've got. Um, I'm basically building. I'm basically building a book of all this. Every time we have a session, I write a couple paragraphs of how the session went for fifty nine ninety nine. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, that that's when we get an illustrator and you know someone to spell check it and edit it and then bind it and then yeah. then then maybe we'll sell it on a shop or something somewhere. Awesome. All right. So until next time, uh, this has been the End of a Species podcast talking D and D. And we'll see you on our next episode.